I reported you for fuel and SOCOM. Say again? I reported you for fuel and SOCOM. Oh, so you're the bastard that did it, huh? Oh, I didn't know he was going to bring it up this soon. JT, you didn't tell me. I didn't know that was what we were leading <laughs> off with because I knew he had told me that he was going to address this on the show he was coming up on. I didn't know he was going to come out of the gate and just rip the Band-Aid off. So you just left me to be, you know, bombarded and, you know. Look, man, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what he was going to do it, but also this is JT's story to tell. This is not mine to tell. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Welcome to Show for Yours. This is episode 540. I'm your host, Tricky Mick, alongside with me, the man, the myth, and the legend. It's Alex. It's really nice for a change to have a real New Yorker on this show. Oh, fuck you. Actually, I'm upstate, so I'm <laughs> not exactly real. He brings the awesome, it's I yield to no one. I'm going to win my fantasy league game. You guys are doing fancy again? I wasn't invited this year. You don't play. Yeah, you tried to make us play fantasy hockey that one year. And you guys all failed. And our guest, he is the master of the uh, backlog beatdown scoring, who's made some very controversial calls, and I don't agree with him, but it's JT. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Uh... If you had told me straight off the get-go that you did fuel and you said that you didn't do fuel, I probably wouldn't have reported you. But you said that you didn't do fuel. I looked it up on your account through the search bar that was conveniently released at that time. Um, And there it was with two-minute timestamps. So I reported you. Yeah, I said because it it showed like I I hacked it, but I did not hack it. Something happened with Well, I, I also keep in mind that this this was actually like what like in 2016 when I reported you. You had those trophies hidden for a while now. Yeah. Uh I mean, listen. Um, I, I I was I was I, I was a totally different being then. I was not in a great mental state, I will admit. So, I, I I've addressed this on the show before. Uh Yes, fuel looks like I hacked it, and so does SOCOM, and I don't, uh, I'm not going to sit here and defend myself again, but I can tell you legit I did not hack either one of those games. Well, I know, it was accidental, and most of the people that are removed for that are because, well, there, there, there are accidental hacks, and the site even says that you can get removed for those. Like an example, Call of Duty World at War they say that you should do your your uh, research before you start the game because if you go into a public lobby of Call of Duty World at War, you will, um, how should I say, um, you will get removed because they the the hacked um, 
servers, somebody else hacks it for you. You, 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 there's nothing you can do about it. So, all right. So let's get into the show proper. Let's do our updated trophy counts. I am level 684, total trophies of 16,812 with 373 platinums. I have a new one. Alex. Uh, that, you know, that's really great, Tricky, but you know what's better than one new platinum? Uh-huh. Two new platinums. That you, that you cheated to get one of them. No, not at all. Not at all. Every everyone was against you on that. I know so. everybody's against me. I know. All right, all right. I'm, well, let me let me just say I'm I'm a type of person who um who will say that anything that is allowed on PSM profiles is not a hack. <sighs> all right, so Alex- because uh, it's called whitelist cheating, um, and what, if it's whitelist, it's okay. So what he did was within the guidelines of PSM profiles and the achievement hunting community. So it's allowed in my book. My point is, because I'm a, I'm a proponent to get your trophies. Anyway, you get the trophies outside of hacking them. I'm not saying that Alex hacked. My point is, is that Alex likes to hold himself up to esteem. And to me, what he did to get some of those trophies is not honorable. That was my point. No, every everything is still honorable because look, I tried to play every. I, th- this is why I bought the collections, right? Because I wanted to experience either these games for the first time or I wanted to play through them again. So you know, if I, I'm going to try to play through every game, problem is, it's some games are not really well developed. They're they're poorly conceived. They're not fun to play. Even heard Sid say on last week's Sophie's Trophies that without the God Mode or Infinite Lives, he wouldn't have fun with some of those games. So. I tried to play all of them, and some of them are just bad games, so I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time with this. I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, yeah, but I played through 10 of the ten of the 13 games all the way. I've beaten Turtles 2 so before the arcade game for the NES, so I've essentially played all through 11 of the 13, and the original Turtles game and the Turtles Fighter for NES, uh, the Tournament Fighters, are bad games. So I tried, and they were crap, and I'm not going to waste my time trying to play through them through that headache, so... You can say what you want, Tricky, but to me, everything on my end is still... All right, well, finish your trophies. Uh, You know, I, I all that time, you want to start some shit, and I was took myself uh, off of the trophy list. Just... Uh, JT, did you have something No, I, w- I was saying that um, I, I, I just want to hear the, the Platinums. Um, I, I think we all know what went down with Facebook with this whole thing. Oh, so uh, I am level 463, total trophy count of 88,116 total trophies. I think I said total trophies, you know, twice, but uh, total trophy count of 8,116, a platinum count of 129 in 128 games, two new platinums this week, Calibon Collection, and it takes two. There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. All right, yield your trophy, sir. Level. 479 trophy count of 8763 and a platinum count of 156. Sid <sighs> is level 698 with total trophies of 15,954 with 444 platinums. JT? Wait, why does it say four? What the, did, is he hiding trophies? I don't know. Why? Because it says 439. Where does it say 439? On PSN profiles. Uh, I, maybe he hasn't updated it yet because I checked it off of his uh off the PlayStation. 
I'm just looking at his gamer card on the on the screen. He he might you know what? Hold on. Let me uh I updated the trophies this week and I put him on uh I took him off the, the dock that I was gonna tell everybody about that uh right. that might not have updated so that that isn't working very well. Just JT, what are your trophies, sir? Why? Uh, my, oh, I got um eight thousand nine hundred forty-three trophies, three hundred seventy-one platinums. Uh, I'm and uh, it level six hundred twenty, ninety point zero seven completion ratio. Oh, I was gonna ask about that because I want to hear about the completion ratio because that's that's the real golden goose right there. Right, uh, before we get into the completion, uh, I just looked up Sid's profile on PSN profiles. He does have 444 Platinums. Okay, um, uh, I was just confused about that because it, uh, it did say... I didn't... Uh, I'm updating the trophies now on the Twitch, but for some reason uh, it didn't pop up. So, let's... Before we get into the completion uh, conversation, because I knew we were going to have this kind of conversation... Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, in the Facebook group, I posted a uh, a new leaderboard, which is... Uh, should, bit, should call bit, it Trophy Tracker. It's basically a list of everybody, all the hosts, and every guest that's been on the show, or a future guest, uh, which was questioned by Heald last night because he didn't know who the hell one guy was. Well, I get this email talking about some kind of party, and I'm like, what the heck is this? I figured he was a guest, or they were a guest. But I'm like, uh, what? So, uh, okay. The, the, the guest that Yield is referencing, his, name, his online name is Olive Party. Uh, so when we booked the guest, I put it on the Google calendar and I sent out an email letting these guys know that, hey, we got this guest on this day, blah, 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 blah. So Yield got a, uh, an email. An saying invite we- to an Olive Party. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> We're going to have Owl Party on in uh, October, uh, but Owl Party is actually the person that helped me come up with the uh, Trophy Wars leaderboard. You know, when Owl Party does come on, you got to make sure there's endless breadsticks and bottomless salad. Yes. That's not, that's Owl, that's, that's Olive Garden. But it still could be an Olive Party with Olive Garden. Yeah, it could. It could. Very well could. Or, or you got to have plenty of martinis. Uh, come on, Tricky. I thought you were a real Italian. You should know Olive Garden. No self-respect in Italian goes to Olive Garden. Oh, no. No, we don't. Um, I believe JT is authentic Italian. I don't believe for a second Tricky Mick is Italian. No, it, it's it's not good Italian. It's not good. Like, but tricky, tricky Mick is, is correct. It's pretty bad. Uh Oh no! I'm whenever I haven't been to an Olive Garden in probably well over a decade because I refuse <laughs> to go stand dumb. outside for an hour and a half to two hours on a wait list to go eat at some damn Olive Garden. Like I just won't do it. There's better restaurants I could walk into and get some food right away. I think I think I think Applebee's is better. <laughs> Matchy in the in the Twitch chat says Olive Garden is McDonald's Italian. I I, I definitely re- I, I was like it is definitely McDonald's. Uh, and, and apparently yeah. uh. Uh, Nitro came with a, uh, you know, waking up choosing violence because he says hockey's boring. And then Magic responded by, you take that back. <laughs> well, you know, Nitro's not wrong. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you don't like you don't like the random fighting that happens in games. That's the one thing I like about hockey is that they <laughs> okay, just that, throw that, down. That's, that's like the best part. <laughs> Here's a penalty. You're out of the game. For a little comparison, that's like watching a NASCAR race for the crashes. Like, how much time are you going to have to sit through? Just it's a lot more common in, in hockey, though. Oh yeah, hell, I a feel lot more. like like you might not get a crash in NASCAR, but you're definitely going to get a fight in hockey. You can see the guys lining up, talking to each other. It's like, all right, with the puck drops, throwing down the gloves. Yeah, okay, and then you could you you'll see it. You 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 know when the action's gonna smack some when somebody's gonna like smack someone in the face in hockey. It's pretty telling. Look, look, tricky. If you want to talk about throwing down, let's talk about the Kentucky Wildcats football team going into the swamp and beating the Florida Gators. Who cares about college Boom, football? Boom, twenty six to sixteen. Who cares about college football? Uh, I do. You want to sit there and make fun of Yield and Homer and everyone from Ohio for being Ohio State fans? So you know. You obviously no, care. No, no. See, okay. no, I don't. I don't think he was. I think. I think it was more of he was um telling. He was more um trying to make a point about hockey than. Are you are you talking about stuff that happened in Facebook? Or no, like, we 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 got a we have a group chat. Uh, I, I want to be clear here. I, I mean, no disrespect towards yield because yield, like, honestly, I don't give a shit about college football. I really don't. It's fun to troll Homer with it. When it comes to Ohio State, he is extremely obnoxious with it. Like, he's almost as bad as a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh-oh, you're going to get him going now. Because <laughs> <laughs> he hates the Cowboys. All right, uh, Nitro in the chat says, Bullcrap, Homer's not obnoxious. College football is way more interesting than hockey. And then he says, I sense a sacrifice will be coming up soon, which I don't know what that means either. You did say that he chose violence. Going back to this leaderboard, because we got derailed hardcore. Okay, so as Yield said already, the leaderboard ha- does have some hiccups. The problem is, is that what this leaderboard does is it shows you how many bronze trophies, how many silver trophies, gold, platinum, your trophy level, your total trophies, and your completion rate. It's And all you have to do at the end of it is just put your PSN profile link to it, and it automatically generates the information. The problem with this is that it's pinging way too much. So in a lot of categories, you're getting a loading, which it's trying to pull the data, but it you know it's got to go through a process and it's got to go in the queue and blah blah blah. blah. It's sometimes it takes a while. Right now, uh, there's only two categories that are loading, and that is uh, yield and uh, Alex's t- platinum trophies. What it does is once everything's loaded in that particular category, it shows you the leader of that particular. Uh, column. So right now, um, I mean, I, I put a random person on here that's number one in the world in trophies, so he's going to be... Oh, yeah, of course. So he's going to have the, the lead, but he doesn't have the lead in one category, and that's a longtime fan of ours, uh, Trophy Chief, who, you'll get this, has a completion rate of 99.999%. Of 100%. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, let me let me see this. Uh, I need, I need where, where do I go for this? Uh, da, 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 da. Is it pinned? Is it pinned? Right right now, he's showing up. Uh, yes, it's pinned at the top of the Tovio's group, but if you look at the Skype chat, I'll, just, I'll put the link there for you. Jesus, he has a 100% completion ratio. What the? 
But well, I mean, let's let's say that I mean, yes, that could be very impressive based wait, on the games that wait, you play. Wait, wait, he, he has also... one thousand two hundred sixty-six platinums. So this could be uh, this could be telling here. Yeah, but you could you can easily curate a list that's easy platinums. Like so, yeah, he, he's, he's doing that. He 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 is doing that. I'm seeing it right here. He he has a, he only has thirty-one ultra rares out of one thousand two hundred sixty-six. He is just an easy Andy. So he's gonna he's gonna get the um, I, he's gonna some some other notables. The number one in the world has ninety nine point twenty three percent. Murdered six one five, who is a member of our community, he has eighty seven percent. Blind Mango, who uh, is a is a member of PSN profiles, also has been on the show. He has a ninety three point twenty nine percent. Yes, JT uh, is currently sitting at ninety point zero seven seven. Trisha, who's uh, killing it in platinums, she has an eighty eight point one seven percent. And currently, right now, I have a fifty three point four. Alex, you have an eighty six point eight two, and Yield, you have a sixty seven point five two. Why the hell is Hakum? In in United States of America, that makes no sense to me. What the hell is he? He's, che- he's cheating, so I don't care. What's 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 wrong with that? If you want to be added to this uh, leaderboard, all you gotta do is shoot me a message somehow, some way, and we will. I will add you on there. Uh, but it does keep tracks. But yes, it is a little buggy. Um, it was made uh, with the the spirit of it was made to help yield get the trophies every week. But it's a little buggy right now, and until me and our party figure out a way to make it stop pinging so much, uh, it's going to be a little buggy. But it does pop up. It just takes some time. Uh, 100% completion is is still uh, is still really um, it's still really impressive. I can't get 100% completion anymore because um. Uh, I got some discontinueds with Metal Gear Solid Five, PS3, and uh, um, Killzone Shadowfall. I can't get those anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm way past that point too. Because I mean, I've got a really impressive completion ra- rating there with you know my original profile. But I go back and look through my trophy list: PS5, PS4. I'm doing really well. And you go back to the days of the PS3. There's probably when... quite a lot that you are miss that oh, you're oh, missing yeah. from there. Well, games like War for Cybertron, the Transformers game, you know, on the PS3 that I just rented. You know, there's a lot of games on there like Rage or something that I just rented and never got the Platinum Trophy. And, you know, I I go back and look at some of the Resident Evil games like 5 and 6, and I just didn't play some of the extra modes they added after I got the Platinum Trophy. Aren't the servers still up for those? I think think they're they're, they're still up. You You could boost those. Yeah, I mean, I would need some help with that, but, I mean... You know, so, I mean, most of my folly is on the PS3 because I wasn't, at that point, super adamant about my 100%. Like, if I just couldn't get or didn't want to get a platinum in a game, I just didn't go for anything. You know, now I'm like, oh, I want all my completion I can get. But, man, back in the day, I wish I wish Alex now could impart my wisdom on Alex back then on the PS3 because it'd be like, look here, you little son bitch, Get them 100%. JT, did you, you, did you ever give your trophies? I'm sorry. I, I gave my trophies, but we didn't do what we're playing yet, right? No, like, we're we going into what we're playing that. right now. JT, we're right. gonna let we'll let you start off. What are you playing, sir? Uh so I'm a I'm not really a trophy hunter anymore. I'm a I'm a I'm a completionist, but I play on like multiple um multiple uh places. So uh, currently I'm playing Mass Effect one on 
Legendary Edition on Steam. Um, and I'm playing on PlayStation Tales of Arise, which is something I really wanted to complete on that. That's been sitting at 4% since October on my account. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to knock that out. Anything else? Um, in terms, I'm also playing, uh, Final Fantasy 13 for Steam and, uh, Soul Hackers 2 that came out. I started it, but I didn't. I'm, I decided to do something that came out last year that I that I had started. So, all right, yield. But about- Soul Hackers Two is nice, just not the best. Yield. What about you, sir? So I've been playing uh, some World of Warship Legends because it was the Balloon Week. Uh, a little bit of Rocket League, a little bit of Deep Rock Galactic. A little bit of Hell Divers, uh, some Lego City Undercover, uh, some Man Eater, which I'm disappointed that I hit max level before I was even halfway through, or max shark size before I was even halfway through the game. Um, yeah, but then you're just God mode for the rest of the game, and you just feel pretty, amazing. Pretty much, I I had. I, I maxed out at 30, and I'm like, oh, I must have to advance the story before I can, you know, keep growing. So I kind of advanced the story, and then all of a sudden I got the trophy for a, uh, Elder and Mega all at once. And I was like, oh, um, full size already. Okay. I've been playing some Zombie Army 4, Dead War. A uh, little bit of Rocket League. And uh, some Raymond Legends, which I am in my last thousand points. I'm like within 600 points, I think, of having my last trophy in the Platinum for that, for my awesome level. All right, Alex. So obviously I mentioned my two Platinums this week, It Takes Two and the Calabonga Collection. Calabunga Collection capped it off with Turtles in Time for the SNES, which still holds up amazingly well for a game that is 31 years old. You know, it just stands the test of time. Timeless game that, you know, until this year was the best Turtles game ever made. But uh, really great job by Konami on that collection. And uh, I actually found another Konami collection on the PSN this week for sale for $4, which is the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which includes... Uh, the first three games on the S- on the NES, the uh, Super Castlevania 4 on SNES, Castlevania Bloodlines from the Genesis, Castlevania Adventure, Kid Dracula, and then one other game, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge or something like that. So, uh, fortunately, no Platinum Trophy, but um, you do get, you know, essentially trophies for beating all the games and a gold trophy for beating everything all together in the collection. And, you know, for me... Like, it's nice to have, like the old Turtles games, nice to have access to these games on my PlayStation 5 if I ever want to go back and play, the, you know, the first Castlevania, because it's really one of the first games that I ever played. I got a hand-me-down at NES from my brother, and, you know, there were a lot of games that came with that, you know, the Super Mario's, Mega Man 3, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, but also Castlevania was one of the games, and, you know, even though those games are punishingly hard, you know, they're still, like, to me, like, they're still... They're fun to play. They still... I mean, they still hold a special place in my heart. Like, I love, like, one of my favorite levels in any video game is the opening level to the first Castlevania. You know, you go outside, and you walk into the mansion, and you're going through the halls of the castle, 
and you know, you, all of a sudden you're fighting the ghost and you get to the vampire bat. Love that level. You know, the music in Castlevania is fantastic. Again, like, Castlevania games are hard because the platforming, like, you as a character have really shitty movement and really awful platforming. You know, we know all about the Medusa. If you grew up during that time, you know about the Medusas and, like, you know, the, the hallways and the pitfalls. Like, you know, you're going through the second level of the first Castlevania and you gotta deal with all these Medusa heads knocking you off the platforms, which is really annoying. And just stuff like, you know, you have to... You're trying to crouch to attack an enemy, but then you end up going downstairs instead, or you're trying to go upstairs or downstairs and you walk off the platform. So, you know, those games, they're not, you don't think they're going to be difficult because killing the enemies isn't super hard, but then you get into the platforming aspects of it and it's extremely hard. So, but Gil, you know, like the Cowboy Collection, being able to relive those games is something I'm really glad I get to do, especially for $4. I mean, that's a, that's a steal there. So uh, I will go ahead and call this out before Tricky even tries. So on this trophy list, there are, uh, you have to beat Castlevania Three Dracula's Curse four times, okay? Nothing changes about the game, nothing about difficulty. You basically have to go through as Trevor on your own, and throughout the adventure, you pick up spirits of characters, uh, three spirits, Grant, Sifa, and Alucard, that you can use to help you along your adventure. You have to beat the game with Trevor, and then each one of those spirits in tow um, when you're fighting Dracula. So you have to beat the game four times. So I beat the game once. And now what I'm doing is you can, there's a workaround where you can put in the final code to go to the final level and just fight Dracula again and um, get the trophy. Those trophies for those. So I beat the game once, proved I could do it, and I'm not going to go through the exact same thing three more times just to prove I can do it or just to waste my time. So tricky before you call me out for anything, I'm the, the next three times I'm just using the code to go to the end because I've already beaten the game. Um, but yeah, love Castlevania. It Takes Two, fantastic game, worthy of Game of the Year. I posted some of our favorite pictures from Ashley uh, in my playthrough the other day on Trophy Whores on the on the Facebook page, and it seems like a lot of people, you know, if they hadn't started, like, I think Sid, he said he and Mandy were starting to play it, and that Mark Duplex really wanted to start playing it. It's a phenomenal game. If you've got someone to play with and play co-op, you know, preferably a spouse, a family member, a close friend, like, that's the best way to play that game. But it is a very imaginative, very cute, charming game. So I'm really glad we we finally gave it a playthrough. So yeah, that's and Rocket League. You know, I as as kind of the Rocket League Thursdays have fallen by the wayside. You know, and looking at the rewards for this year's for this season season pass, not that good. I think this is my time to take a break from from Rocket League because the season pass this time the rewards aren't super enticing, and just getting playing that game recently hasn't been fun. Just like you know, you'll you'll do your part. And you'll, you know, you'll, you'll cover your ass, but like, you'll be playing with randoms online who just don't seem like they know what they're doing. It's just not a fun experience anymore. And I wonder if it's degraded over time because of going free to play. And so I'm, I've gotten really frustrated with the game. So you're probably not going to hear me talk about much about Rocket League for the next three months because I just, one, don't like the rewards for the season. And two, am not having a lot of fun playing the game. You know, if, if I'm playing with, you know, Nitro or Riley or Homer or Yield or, Gareth, that's one thing, but you know, playing just on a random night with other people just isn't fun. Is this is this the way people experience multiplayer with randoms? Because this this is not for oh, me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Most of most of the time, yeah, yep. yeah. Great weekend gaming for me. Two platinum trophies and uh, closing in. I'm gonna you know probably before the next show or definitely before the next show, I will get the uh, the collection trophies for the Castlevania collection. So more points for me. JC's gonna be giving me more points in the backlog beatdown. And really, all I care is that I get more points than Tricky this year when he actually wait, has two wait, things legit. Wait, wait, wait. So I, I'm just confused. Well, I heard my name. So what do you? What do you? He, he's saying you're going to give him more points when he when he platinums the Castlevania collection. 
No, there's no platinum when I get when I get that final gold trophy for beating all the collection. Oh, sorry. Well, the the thing is, is that if there are no like if if there are no if it's not like Sonic Origins or the new uh, Cowabunga collection, and there is no fast forwards, there is no any of that. I will be giving points per game because a lot of well, those. No, well, older... I, I will say, I will say, JT, that uh, I'm going through all the games legit, but like because like there are password like the passwords you can use on the nes or snes versions of these games you can use in this game so oh, you can cool. skip to the end you can still use the old school codes yeah because That's like I, slick because like i said like you have to beat castlevania three four times no difficulty change nothing like that so i beat the game once you know through uh completely the first time and then the other three times i'm just going to use the code to zip to the final level because it's the game's exactly the same and it's just time at that point but it's time you're supposed to put into the game oh bullshit trick you know you would do the same thing if you had to play the exact same game four fucking times you would do the exact same thing all bronze trophies who cares negative oh oh, bullshit because i play shitty ass games for platinums i and you guys, oh, you got to be honorable. You got to be honorable. You, you're disappointing me lately. No, you can take it and shove it up your ass, Tricky. Because again, <laughs> it's the same game four times. It's just time, and I've proven that I can beat Castlevania three. So if I have to beat it four times, the other three times I'm going to use codes. What? Wait, no. But but the thing is, is that wait a minute is is that even a platinum? The 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 Castlevania game that you're talking about? No, there's no platinum. Wait, let, let me look this up. Wait, wait which Castlevania is it? Just Castlevania me. Anniversary Collection that came out in 2019. No, JT, there's no Platinum Trophy. Essentially, if you beat all the games or all the, all the requirements, um, you get a gold trophy. There's no Platinum to this game, like the, like the Calamon Collection. Well, so you- here, here's what I see. I see that the rarest trophy is... Um, holy shit. Uh, uh, the rarest trophy is... 12.07 so it's 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 pretty decent difficulty is what i'm saying it's not it's not it's not like extremely hard but it's hard enough no so i mean like what i'm saying is i think for this collection because you can go to the zip to the end if you want to not on all the games but on some of the games i'd say two points one because it came out in the past in 2019 and one because you did the collection that's that's all i would expect and how many games are in here three no, there is the original, there is two, three, um, four on the SNES, Bloodlines on the Genesis, there is Kid Dracula, Castlevania Adventure, and then another one which I believe is Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge. So I think there's eight. Okay, so I don't, I don't, I'm not really, um, sure about, um, these particular collections, uh. There are probably a few games that I would give a plus two for, but I, I, I don't know the timings on the other ones, so I'll look, I guess I can look that up. I mean, like Castlevania 3 will take you an hour and a half. I mean, well, it's going to take you more because that's a very difficult game. But, I mean, like I said, treat the, because there are codes, treat the collection as one game. And because I think that it's the time to beat for all of them I've seen for, like, you know, the collection is, is up to 20 hours. So... You know, I would say just three. So is one just game. give it three points. No, I would say just two. 
one oh, for completion. No, it would be it, one for one for one point for beating it. One point for it being not being in 2022, and the other for being it would be three. Yeah, you would get three points, two for the game because it's retro, and then one for actually getting the 100 percent or platinum. Yeah, so I, I give you three points for this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thank I, you, JT. I, I don't know if I would give you a point per game, but definitely three. Three for sure. The only thing I played all week is the Division 2, which I very rarely played, and I got my Platinum in The Last of Us Part 1, which should be a point each game, but I, I'm, I asked JT, and JT said he's only given one point for uh, a port, so... Because I figured. Well, the the thing is, is that um, anything that releases in 2022 at all, like this, isn't just me saying this to you. This is the collective. This is me. The- I'm just saying it was two games that were both over the hour threshold. So I would say I would think that it'd be a point each. Where it comes with the left behind. So then, yeah, it is one point each. Okay, so then I then I get three points for the career. Yeah, I just I didn't I didn't know that it was that the left behind was with it. Yeah, so you actually, if if it is, then yeah, you will you will get that. All right, yeah, because yeah. you actually have to get all the trophies in left behind to get the one platinum because it's one platinum for the entire list. So wait a minute. Yeah. It's but it's still under the same trophy list, correct? Yeah, no, just like just like uh the other left behinds. Yeah. So so he wouldn't get a point each for that, right? He would just get a point for the platinum. He gets a point for the platinum. Wait a minute. Is the is the left behind DLC now baked into the game? Yes. Just for example, like uh in the original uh Last of Us, one trophy was you had to get all the optional conversations. And that was a trophy within the first uh in both versions of The Last of Us before this. Now the trophy is you have to get all the optional conversations in the Last of Us and Left Behind in order for that trophy to pop. But you have to finish Left Behind before you uh, get the platinum. Is yes. what I'm saying. Because there's a trophy for oh, beating. So trof- that changes everything. There's a trophy for beating the main game, no longer- and there's a trophy for beating Left Behind. And you have to get all uh, and all the collectibles are uh, combined between the two games. All the optional conversations. Uh, okay, so yeah, it is two points. Sorry, tricky. No, listen, it is what it is. So let's get into our topics. I'm going to skip the first one because I I don't think really there's going to be a conversation with that. Well, basically, uh, Sony has uh, redesigned the PS5, which was causing controversy because they're saying that they redesigned it to make it cheaper for them, but then they raised the prices. You know, it it was a little shady. <laughs> little shady, definitely shady. But I digress. I I mean I don't. I don't envy the people who uh, got hit with this for sure. Like it sucks. I I just the only reason I'm skipping it is not because I don't think it's uh, worthy of a conversation. Just because I uh, it's reported by The Verge and it's uh, done by a YouTuber. I don't know how credible the YouTuber is, so I don't want to go too far into it. But I want. I don't know how incredible Verge is after that whole like build a gaming PC two thousand dollar. Video uh, guy uh, being. I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, this is something that was established. Uh, it, it's on our radar, but I don't know how credible it is, so I don't want to go into it. But as more information comes out, we will come back to this topic. Jim Ryan, Cyberpunk 
2077 is getting their first expansion. It will not be on last-gen consoles. While this says it's their first expansion, they have confirmed that they're not making any more. So, well, yeah, they have. Yeah. So, Cyberpunk, uh, I don't, I don't know how good it is with all the patches and everything. If it's uh, playable now, but oh, I, I can tell you, it's 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 way more playable. It is. Com- I, I I wouldn't say it's completely fixed, but from what I played, it is light years better than what we got at first. Um, and and when you mean last gen, you mean PS4 and the uh, Xbox One. Xbox One, right? Yes. Okay, that, that 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 makes more sense. Okay, yeah, no, that that I could see that. So, uh, Alex, what do you think about uh, one? They're releasing their first expansion and only expansion, and them not making it available to last gen consoles. Well, they probably want to run away from last gen consoles as fast as they can. But also, I wonder if they had more content planned, but a lot of that was train wrecked because of the issues that they had at launch on the last-gen consoles. I mean, really, every console. I know it ran smoother on, on PC and on the newer-gen consoles than it did on last-gen, but, I mean, they had a lot of problems, and you have to wonder if that kind of basically killed off or like, took away time and resources that they would have put into new content for the game and other expansions. I mean, granted, you know, Last of Us, the first game only had one expansion. Horizon Zero Dawn only had one expansion. We're yet to hear about an expansion for Forbidden West if that ever comes out. So, I mean, one expansion or one DLC coming out for a game, a big game, isn't necessarily a, a you know, um, a never happen either. Like, it does happen. Well, I mean, the only reason I say that is because uh, their last game, which was The Witcher, uh, Witcher 3, uh, because how much content they came out with that, I mean, guess people expected this to come out with Cyberpunk as well. Yeah, but The Witcher was a lot more, better received. I, I think The Witcher also was way bigger in scope but uh cyberpunk i i i was one of the people that thought like this is going to be like one ex- zero to one expansion or dlc pack and then that was it like i was one of those people that just thought that they were going to either put nothing out or something out and that was it it wasn't that it, it, i don't think it's necessarily worth putting more out at this point well it also it matters how big the expansion is like how much how much content there is because if it's a big expansion then you don't necessarily need like i honestly this far out from the initial launch you know it's not a platform you want to start to work on your next game whether that be cyberpunk 2 we're not going to fuck this up boogaloo or you know, <laughs> whatever also xbox the xbox one version is the Series X version. Like, they literally just put a patch over it. I, I don't want to say yes or no, but I, I don't think that's entirely true. It's the whole, um, well, what do they call that? Um, the the free that, upgrade or whatever. They, yeah, the whatever they call that. The, it, the, it's that, but maybe un, it, you won't have access to the expansion until you get the Series X, but, like, it, in all purposes... It it's pretty much just the same uh, version, same achievement list, same everything. Yeah, basically, anybody that doesn't know, smart delivery basically is you put an Xbox One game into your Series S or X, and it automatically upgrades it to an S or X version of it. So you actually cannot play the Xbox One version of the game anymore. Hey, yeah, it just uh, just upgrades it all, like pretty much automatically. So you. 
Yes, sir. Where does it say that this is the only expansion for the game? I don't know if I put linked it, but I did see. Uh... Yeah, I, I did. I did see that too. Okay, I, can't I just say from the, the, the that two articles you have in here say nothing about it being the only expansion. Thought I put that link in there, but that was one of the things that was said was that this was going to be the only one. Okay, no, that's it. I I was just I was confused by that. Well, one DLC expansion. I mean, I it doesn't phase me none. You don't have to put out any if you don't want to. Um, as for it not going to the last gen consoles, obviously they learned their lesson at launch that this game wasn't going to work overly well on the old generation, and therefore would probably kill it if they tried to do DLC for it. So while it sucks for those who bought it last gen, it makes sense. But if you bought it for the PS4, did you get a free upgrade to the PS5? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, it's, it's, if you buy the PS4 version, it will, it's free, yeah. The, the only people this is going to affect is people that haven't bought the, the current gen systems yet. That's the only people it's going to really affect right now. Yeah. Uh, Nitro agrees with you, JT. He says, I really didn't expect an expansion for Cyberpunk. It was decent enough with just the main story. All right, fair enough. Pretty much. Uh, we've had two press conferences. Uh, I don't know if you call them real press conferences. They were more showcases pre-recorded. Uh, but first, we're going to go into the Disney and Marvel Game Showcase. Uh, this is everything that was announced there. Um, Amy Handed and Skydance New Media's new game is is a Marvel game with featuring Captain America, Black Panther, and the story is set in World War II. Amy Hennon and Skydance New Media have revealed their thing. During the story, players will travel to Paris, Wakanda, and potential more places. While the game is currently untitled, it promises to feature four playable heroes. A young Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, Azuri, T'Challa's grandfather, so we're not getting uh, T'Challa, we're getting his grandfather, World War II-era Black Panther, uh, Gabriel Jones, which was a U.S. soldier and a member of the Helen Commandos, and uh, Nanali, which is the leader of the uh, Wakandian spy network. Uh, we don't have any other information other than a, you know a story, not even a story trailer, but you know just like a, a little cutscene. Uh, I think this could be cool. Um, I don't know what else to say about it other than go watch the trailer. It was you know it got me intrigued. Yield, you said you weren't too intrigued until you see more of it, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's cool that, you know, we may get a Captain America game set during World War II. Other than that, from what I saw from the trailer, yeah, you, you don't, yeah, you haven't really piqued my interest. All right, Alex? Yeah, I'm I'm still currently on my, like, Marvel hold. Like, I was going through Disney Plus to see, you know... We finished watching all the shows we want to watch. I mean, like, that, you know, that aren't weekly episodic. We have to wait a week for it. We'll just go to Disney Plus and just kind of peruse it and see. And, you know, is there anything I want to watch? Boatloads of Marvel stuff on there. I'm like, nope, I'm I'm fine. I don't need... Closes Disney Plus and, and goes and does something else. So, honestly, you could make the greatest Marvel game ever made. And I'd be like, I don't I don't care at this point. Like, I'm, I'm just kind of on a hiatus. All right, JT? I'm a weeb. I don't care. Okay. Where's his his heart on his sleeve? There, I'm a weeb. Give me, give me, give me my anime, my manga, my JRPGs, my 
my action uh, hack and slashers that are like Devil May Cry, my shooters like Resident Evil, give me like all the Japanese stuff and I'm going to like explode. But the moment you bring up Marvel in DC, I f- I'm like, Bleh. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you about any more of this stuff. After an infinite delay, Marvel Midnight Suns has a new release date. It's coming out December 2nd of this year for new-gen consoles and PC. Unfortunately, the Switch version has, still has no date. Um, it also revealed that it's going to have uh, prequel shorts starting on October 31st, uh, which is a full month before. Uh, there are a set of five short videos that provide backstory on the formation of the young core of the Midnight Suns. Uh, well, anyway, this one I'm actually interested in because there's an exception to the rule. There's an, it has to be a role playing game, a Western role playing game, it, it, or a first party game. Uh, this is done in the style of XCOM, so it, it's it's a role playing game. It's a it's a tactical role playing game. All right, uh, Bethel Games is coming out with Tron Identity. Uh, it's a new visual novel adventure. Uh, that's coming out in 2023 to PC and consoles. A new co-op Mickey Mouse and Friends game, Illusion Island, uh, was announced for exclusively for the Switch. Marvel World of Heroes, which is the uh, Pokemon-style game with Marvel Heroes, is coming out next year. Avatar Fronts of Pandora gets a quick gameplay overview. Marvel Snap, the upcoming free-to-play collectible card game, gets a global release date. That's coming out on October 18th. Return to Monkey Island gets a new trailer ahead of its talk of uh, P- Talk Like a Pirate's Day. Uh, that's September 19th. Aliens Dark Descent, uh, we got our first uh, trailer of gameplay. Uh, that's coming to PC and consoles in 2023. Gargoyles Remastered will bring the classic 90s platformer to modern consoles and the PC. Uh, anybody interested in that? Yeah, I would. On, I don't believe I ever played that one. It's on the Genesis. I think was the platform that was mentioned yes. the original platform so yeah i'll give it a look and i i like the gargoyles cartoon they've even got a board game out now for gargoyles so yeah it's nice to see the gargoyles getting some love some 20 odd years later i actually enjoyed the gargoyles cartoon when i was a kid yeah because you're a smart person jt that was that was fun times it's one of the very few disney things i liked what about Chip, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers? Ooh, those are good. I, I, I watched that new movie. That was pretty dope. I was wondering how they got all those IPs without suffering lawsuits because they don't own a lot of those. So I was like, what? My Little Pony. How do they have that? That's a Hasbro thing. It's like uh, Disney Dreamlight uh, Valley is adding a new Toy Story content later this year. The mobile MMORPG shooter Avatar Reckoning gets a first look trailer. Lego Star Wars uh, The Skywalker Saga is getting new Galactic Edition and new characters. Uh, it's going to come with 13 character packs, including six new packs that contain such fan favorites as Cassiar Andor, Reva, Captain Rex, and more. Disney Speedstorm introduces new racers for Monsters, Inc. Uh, Disney's Mirrorverse Halloween season will soon bring spooky fun to the mobile adventure. Marvel Strike Force has is going to be adding Red Hulk. Uh, the the mobile MMO that that probably means that it's going to be auto battle generated, which means that it's going to be bad. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a whole lot of Marvel, but honestly, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of games, but a lot of that's just like, hey, we're adding characters to stuff. 
So, you know, like with the Lego Skywalker saga, I mean, I have to imagine that character selects screen because back in the day for some of those Batman, even the original Batman game, there were a ton of characters you could pick from. I can't imagine now with all the Star Wars characters they have to cram into those games after nine movies and well, nine mainline main series movies and then all the offshoots they're probably going to add people to like you then know, you've got what the two offshoot movies and then you've got Mandal the three season of mandalorian the book of then Boba you got Fett, the Boba you got ahsoka <laughs> you've got the you got Bad you Batch, also got oh, the the obi-wan you've got obi-wan <laughs> you've got uh you got the 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 attack the the clone wars cartoon and yeah. the rebels cartoon Re- oh, i forgot rebels um <laughs> I'm forgetting some more. You got Andor coming out, and and uh, you got Skeleton the Bad Crew, Batch. the Bad ba- yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So wait, did they at this event? Did they show off? Because there's a teaser trailer out for Mandalorian season three. Did they show that? That might be the most awesome thing from this this showcase if that's what was included. I can't wait for Mandalorian. Mandalorian season three. Yeah. Okay, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. That wasn't a part of the Disney Marvel Games showcase. That was uh, revealed in D23, but I didn't put that in the agenda. But that wasn't part of the showcase. That was uh, really separately. And they did show a trailer, but I believe uh, because for some reason D23 decided not to live stream all of their events. Uh, so I think that was just for the crowd, although I'm sure there's leaks out there somewhere. Well, and then they also showed they also showed off, or they ended D twenty three with the Indiana Jones trailer. Yeah, but I heard that was just cool behind closed doors too. Well, I'm sure it that's, is. That's that's probably something I'm going to be interested in. That's not weeb. Do they do they dare do like if are they once Harrison Ford inevitably passes because it's going to happen? You know, hopefully it's going to be a future, sad day. Are they are they? It will, JT. You're right about that. Are they going to try to continue on without him? Do you think they're going to have the balls to be like, you know, let's let's do some more Indiana Jones? What, what are they going to do? They're going to make uh, they're going to make his son from like what? What? Who? Who? Who's the guy from the Transformers? Well, hey, Shia, Shia LaBeouf isn't doing anything. He's not doing anything. He probably won't be doing anything then. They're, they're just going to say, Shia LaBeouf, go. A- a- according <laughs> cur- to Spielberg and the last report, I don't know if it was from Disney or from who, they've all basically said that. Ford is Indiana Jones, no ifs, ands, or buts. And he Ford's already said that this is his last movie, that he's he's done after this. So, would they remake him after he passes? Uh, you get Spielberg's gone, and that loyalty is gone out of Disney, and if they still own the rights, yeah, I could see them, hey, let's redo it again for a new generation. Yeah, but I think that's going to be at least 10, 20 years down the road. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. They're going to let it rest. Yeah, I hope they just let it rest. But they'll bring it back for sure. All right. The next thing we have is the Ubisoft Forward, which I live stream, so go check that out on Twitch. It's going to be up on YouTube soon. Uh... So Mario versus uh, Mario plus Rabbits Spark of Hope will have three DLCs, including one focused on Rayman. Uh, so go check that out. That's uh, Switch news. Just Dance 2023 was announced uh, as well. Trackmania is going cross-platform play with cross-progression. If you guys are interested in that, it's finally coming to consoles. Uh, the Division Heartland is coming out. It's going to be a free-to-play uh, story within the Division universe. Uh, you're going to be in... Oh, what's the name of the town? I don't know. You're going to be in Middle America. I can't remember. It's Sweet Something. 
Uh, well, but it says Heartland, so yeah, it's gonna be in the Heartland of the United States. I would say that's Sweetwater, Texas, Tennessee. It's hold on. Should shouldn't you know this as the Trophy Horse number one division fan? I I did, and then I just blanked as soon as I said it. Uh, hopefully we're gonna get a new. Uh, if you're watching this live, they're doing a uh, division stream tomorrow to confirm all the th- stuff that's coming. Uh, so hopefully I'll get more. I, I, it's cool that they do that. I want to say Sweetwater. No, oh, it doesn't say in the article. It does not. Uh, but that's gonna be a free to play game. Uh, it and it's gonna be canon, so that should be cool. The next thing we have is Skull and Bones. A trailer showed off ship, oh. ship customization and pirate layers. Uh, Yield, I don't know if you've looked into this at all. Um, it did look pretty damn cool. I watched the the trailer didn't show off the layer customizations. It did show off the ship customizations. I have a article loaded that I'm going to watch after the show about uh, how the exploration works. Uh, one thing that I uh, want to make sure I say to you, because uh, I know you were a little worried about this, uh, they learned that Skull and Bones will feature cross-platform play at launch, and while there's obviously a lot of PvP at the heart of it, you can switch off the PvP at any time. Yeah! So good. other players cannot bother you. So I know that was one of your concerns there, sir. Absolutely. I don't want people wrecking my pirate experience unless you're on my t- unless you're in my crew. Now, does that give you any but more wait, incentive to that's... buy the game? Well, no, I got to see more of it before okay. I fully commit, but it's trending in the right direction. All right, JT, you were trying to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, the point of these pirate games like this is that other pirates will raid you as a pirate. Like, look at, um, look at the, the, um, What's the Xbox one I call Sea of Thieves? Sea of Thieves. Like that that's that's successful because of its PvP nature. The problem with games like this is the fact that if you don't jump in day one and you wait a month or you wait two months to play this game, by the time you're jumping in and you're so low level and you're just trying to do a simple task, you're gonna get high level players that is gonna come in and destroy you and ruin your experience. Yeah, yeah, that that is. So, true. if you could turn I off the PvP until you get yourself up to a state where you feel like you could defend yourself, then turn PvP on. That's when I think Yield would do it. Am I wrong, Yield? Um, yeah, you're. No, you're. You're right. I might test the waters when I feel really comfortable that I know. Yeah, I feel like I know what I'm doing, but yeah, I just like we've all said at the beginning of the show. You know, online is a bunch of Jerks, and therefore, Lankers. Want, yeah, and I therefore I don't want people ruining my experience. Well, one of my favorite genres is the MMORPG genre because of how the progression and how you uh, can dedicate so much time into many universes and like have second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth like lives of yourself, and it's pretty insane, actually. Right now, I'm playing Guild Wars Two, and it's it has very high emphasis on PvP, but it doesn't like force you into it. You have to like queue for that. All right, uh, Matt G says in the chat, Colin and Al Skull and Bones is going to be nuked to the depths with microtransactions. You're probably right. Ubisoft is doing that now. 
Oh, I, I, I'm sure they will. Hey, buy this customization. Buy that customization. They do that with Assassin's Creed until it's nauseating. Uh, yeah, they do it with Assassin's Creed for sure. So, uh, Yield, I don't know if you saw, but there is a link uh, where you can check out the exploration on land and see how it works. Yeah, uh, that, that that's the article. Oh, wait, you can you can do both? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank God. Whoa. I was worried. I thought it was all C. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. The rest of the Ubisoft forward uh, basically covered uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is Assassin's Creed Codename Jade, which is going to be an open world Assassin's Creed game for your mobile devices. <sighs> I've skipped over a bunch of topics, but. Uh, there was at least three or four games that were announced for mobile. Uh, one was uh, Rainbow Six. One was The Division. Um, this one as well. And I believe there was another one that was announced for mobile. Uh, so apparently Ubisoft is investing heavily into the mobile market. Ubisoft sees what uh, the mobile version of Diablo is doing. They're like, oh, man, we got Assassin's Creed. It's time to build people for as much money as we can. Which, given given their press Assassin's conference. Assassin's Creed isn't that, that much, isn't as big. So, like, oh, it's huge. It's huge. Hey, JT, do you see how many games? Like, I don't know if you have the agenda, but like, the many games that they announced this thing that are Assassin's Creed, like, they're going back to their own strat, their old strategy. You know, for a while, they're like, you know what? We're going to take our time with these games. You're going to get one every few years. It wasn't the, we'll give you a one every year. Now, now they're like, we're going back to our old strategy. Fuck, our, our library is stale. What we're putting out isn't exciting. Just give them more Assassin's Creed. Let's go back to what we're doing and just shove Assassin's Creed down their throat until they fucking choke. Because when Tricky was telling me all the stuff that they had for Assassin's Creed from this, this conference, I was like, my god. Like, is, it, is 75% of what they're doing Assassin's Creed? Like, because that that's what it come, came across if you didn't watch the thing and someone was just telling you about it. Because the most important things are the Assassin's Creed stuff, and there's a lot of it. Alright, so moving on. Uh, this is coming from IGN and written by Matt Pertzlow. Uh, all these articles come from IGN, but basically I didn't read the articles. I just gave you the information. Uh, this one, Ubisoft has officially uh, fully revealed Assassin's Creed Mirage, a new action-adventure game in the series focused on stealth and parkour. Revealed as part of Ubisoft's forward uh, Assassin's Creed showcase, Assassin's Creed Mirage cast you as Basham and is set in the city of Baghdad 20 years before the events of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's designed to be a modern take on the original gameplay template for the earlier Assassin's Creed games with developer Ubisoft Bordeaux using the same three design pillars as the original game, stealth, parkour, and assassinations. No gameplay was shown, but a CGI cinematic trailer focused on the rise of Bastion from a simple street thief to a master assassin. He does so under the tutelage of Roshan, a Persian assassin played by Emmy Award winner actor, and I'm going to butcher this name and I apologize, Shirora Aga... Ag, ag, Agadashalu. Hey man, you're trying. Also, the way you've been saying the main character's name makes me. I, I at first I thought you said Bastion, so I thought we were going to the never-ending story with, <laughs> with this Assassin's Creed. Bastion with an M. Uh, uh, can I say something about this? Hold on, hold on. The the uh, the narrative director said that we can expect a duo story to involve numerous historical figures, including political leaders. Yeah. So before I let GT go, I I just want to be clear about this article. If you didn't catch it. This is going back to the gameplay style of the um, the original games, like Assassin's Creed 2, 3, and 1. 
it's going back to that. It's not going to be an open world RPG as we saw in Origins, Valhalla, and what Odyssey. Odyssey. So, all right, uh, yeah, GT. Well, you you pretty much just answered my question, and also I I that means that I'm probably not going to get it because I like the open world ones better. Well, I stand by because we got more news for that. <laughs> Uh, Yield and Alex, uh, what do you guys think of what I said about uh, Mirage so far? I I just know Istanbul is not Constantinople. I mean, if you're going to strip down a lot of the stuff you added in Origins, which Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla all well received, if you're going to take things, like start stripping stuff off and go back to the original games and like that kind of gameplay, like Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, you know, these were good games. But to me, it's just like, do you now have two sets of Assassin's Creed games? Like, oh, we have the open world, like Origins, but then we're going to go back in this other series and we're going to have, you know, gameplay that's like Assassin's Creed 2, but they're all going to be connected through some world. Like, why can't I just, like, why can't you just give people, like, one Assassin's World, um, one interconnected world, you know, that has gameplay all the same? Or just put out one release every two to three years and make it really good. Like, I don't understand why they have to have three Assassin's Creed games cooking right now, whether one's a mobile or, you know, whether one's on the PS5. and the, I, I just don't understand why we need all this Assassin's Creed. Like, they're con- going to confuse the, pe- the shit out of people with this. Well, I can answer your question. Yeah, GT. They want, they want to, they want to, like, compete. They want, they want to be that guy who's like, um, I I don't want to say that they're like Call of Duty, but like they can compete with it, and they're not gonna be able to compete with it. Like the the, the call, you know how Call of Duty is. They have they have like three games in development, one de- from with three different developers that release in three different years yearly, and um, they they're like people just want to mimic that, and because they see the success, and it's just like. I, I, it just ruins it for everyone else. Even though they buy, keep on buying it, they they know it's stale. Even though they keep on buying it, it's. I I, I think that doing something again, like stripping down two more original gameplay, is going to be seen as a step back, and you're going to turn people off. You know, I I think the RPG elements, and I think in a big adventure game these days, RPG elements are expected. So when you take away something like that it's not going to be viewed very positively from the people who liked, like JT, the open world aspect to these games. I mean, I, again, I don't want these open worlds to keep expanding to where it takes 2,000 hours to complete a game. But at the same time, when you start, when you, re- like, when you reset a series like they did, and now you're resetting it again, it's like, you know, it's like all the remakes and all the rehashes of movies from the 80s we get, or games, you know, remakes and remasters, like, you don't need to do this. You don't need to keep going back to zero. Okay, well, before you go there, they're not going back to zero. Because uh, also was announced, Ubisoft has officially revealed Assassin's Creed Infinity. Infinity. Oh. Uh, now, I, I want to say, what I predicted last week is what this is. So, li- listen to what I'm about to say. It's a new platform and hub for Assassin's Creed games. It also revealed that the first two games will be part of Infinity. One will follow the life of a shinobi in feudal Japan, and another held Watchdog's Legion. Uh, another one is being held by Watchdog Legion's director Quint Hocklin. Revealed today as part of the Ubisoft Forward's showcase, Vice President, Executive Producer of Assassin's Creed, Mark Ak- 
Alexis Cote explained that, quote, Infinity is not a game per se. It's going to be the single entry point for our fans into the Assassin's Creed franchise into the future. If Infinity is going to be a hub that will unite all our different experiences and players together in meaningful ways, end quote. The hub will be a place where different games will exist, and it appears to start with Assassin's Creed codename Red, described by Kote as being part of the, quote, next premium flagship title and the future of our open-world RPG games, end quote. Codename Red is set in feudal Japan, a historical period frequently requested by fans. A brief, very brief trailer showed a shinobi jumping onto a pitched roof and then unsheathing their hidden blade, but that's all that's been shown so far. I don't know if you all saw this on Twitter, but Ghost of Tsushima was trending because everyone was like, oh, hey, great. They finally decided they want to do a, you know, a samurai style Assassin's Creed game. Too bad Ghost of Tsushima already exists. Like people were, were ragging on this game because we already have Ghost of Tsushima. So not a great start. Ghost of Tsushima is pretty much that, but a hundred times better. Well, yeah, which is exactly what everyone's point. It's like, hey, guys, they, you're a little late to the, the party. Ubisoft, they did the Ubisoft thing better than Ubisoft, which is, I mean, ugh. I mean, look, they may have they have some really good developers, Ubisoft, but I'm sorry, Ubisoft is not Sucker Punch. They have no studio that's as good as Sucker Punch. I'll say that now. You can call me a Sony pony, you can call me a fanboy, I don't care. Sucker Punch, like, laid it all on the line in Goshishima. They've done great stuff before, but they laid it all on the line with Goshishima, and they fucking sword with that game because that game's a masterpiece so anything that ubisoft does with this i think is going to be seen in like in the shadow of, of ghost Tsushima because that game is just so damn good well let's be real we're not going to see codename red for at least three four years okay but then by that time do we get ghost Tsushima too well we don't know i mean one would assume that it would probably be announced by then this is what the fans wanted they're finally making it and then immediately it's getting shit on. Like, this this is my problem with gamers in general. It's like, you want something, we're giving it to you, but then you're going to shit on it. Yeah, but you, like, d- people ask for it and ask for it, and how many years later do you find a deliver when you've got a game that is in that style that could, it, it, you know, is a game that stands up among the best video games, not of, just of that year, but ever made? Like, do you not deserve shit for that? For not, Like, basically, you sat on the pot for too long and you didn't shit. But yet you didn't get off either. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> you just got to respond in movie quotes. <laughs> well, I mean, what else are you going to say about it? I mean, Alex pretty much hit everything on hit the nail on every head. I mean, okay. I mean, so- they, 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 they've been clamoring. Even Alex had said a Japan thing would be interesting. Fans have been kind of clamoring for it. Well, now you're getting around to it. Great. You want to know what? Sucker Punch beat you to it about five years ago, and unless you knock it out of the park, which is probably suspect because how you're pumping out Assassin's Creed games, Sucker Punch already did it better five years ago. And their sequel will probably be better than that one. I'm just saying. All right. And also part of Infinity is going to be uh, codename Hexe. Uh, was shown. It was revealed nothing but Sentin or a main character. It did, however, hint towards an unusual direction for the series. The Assassin's Creed Triangle logo, made of twigs and twine, was shown hanging from a tree branch, much like Witchcraft Talisman. The main, the game's main logo features a talisman positioned over a rune-filled design in the shape of a hep- heptagram, seven-pointed star. Based on the eerie music used in the trailer, the imagery, and the Hexay name, 
could uh, Assassin's Creed be exploring the topic of witch hunts? So what, we're going to be set in Salem, Massachusetts? Well, no, no, the Bamberg witch trials. Is that Salem? I don't know. I don't know my history on the Salem witch trials. Well, neither do I. That's the first thing I've related to. That, that, I think that would be more interesting than Japan, to be honest. The Bamberg Witch Trials, which took place during the 1600s against the backdrop of the Thirty Year War, seems a reasonable guess as to Hexay's setting, but there's no official details from Ubisoft. Let's address the conversation. I'm sorry, you what? He was saying he was doing a little. He was doing a little song there, a yeah. little jab. So okay, so let's let's address the the. Uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Infinity, where they're going to be linking these two games together and possibly, you know, more, you know, we expect more games in the future. Uh, Yield, I'll start with you. Is it a good idea to make one central location where all these games are linked? Because I, one of the, the feedbacks that we always get from Alex is that everything outside the Animus was born. Like, we didn't want anything outside the Animus. But this is basically like an animus linking all the stories together, so they're kind of bringing back the outside of the animus without actually doing that. Is that a good idea? Well, I can't fully speak to that because I have yet to play an Assassin's Creed game. Um, the 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 concept, I would say, the concept behind it is interesting. That you've got you know one hub linking all the games. My thing is, are you going to? How are you going to make it work? Are you are you just you buy? one initial game and then everything in essence is like a DLC and I'm using it in quotations because it's its own it's its own game you know you get what I'm saying like you you bought the first one you've installed it now from there all that you're doing is updating the game and purchasing the latest pack so to speak I mean it's probably going to be that or because if you're if you're releasing um, different a... games, it kind of it takes away from that whole hub, in my opinion. Go ahead, JD. Yeah, it'll probably be that or like you play plus or premium. It's going to be a sub, a separate sub, and I could totally see them doing a like monthly annual sub for something like that because it's Ubisoft. Well, they they kind of already do that with Ubisoft Plus. Uh, well, yeah, I uh, just bought that up. Uh, and, and but and they, they, they'll, they could do it again. They could have another. And if anybody doesn't know, uh, they, they're having a free trial with Ubisoft Plus until October 10th right now. Uh, so you can go play every uh, Ubisoft game for free for the next month uh, before you have to sub, pay for it. Also want to uh, go back to Mirage for a second. Uh, three editions are being planned. Uh, you have the standard edition, which is going to retail for $50. You have the deluxe edition for $60, which comes with the additional content. And then you have the $150 collector's case, which comes with uh, a 32 centimeter statue, a replica of its brooch, a map, an art book, a soundtrack, and a steelbook. So I thought it was also interesting that we're going to get a, a mainline Assassin's Creed game, and it's going to be $20 cheaper than what everything else on the market. Alex, what about you with the, the hub? What, do, what are your thoughts? Oh God! Here we go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, buddy. This, what you've told me with the showcases, Ubisoft is just doing like just dance and more rabid stuff. They're they're what Sparks of Hope with Mario, the collaboration they do with Nintendo. They're just doing a bunch of sequels. We talked about on the show. I think was it with Matt? Was Matt G on the show? We I talked about so. how stale their lineup was. So their answer was to put out more sequels and have just a buttload of Assassin's Creed. Drown us in Assassin's Creed. So that basically tells me that 
hey, with Assassin's Creed, we're just going to throw everything against the wall. And maybe they're trying to hit all these marks. You know, you've got these people in the Assassin's Creed universe asking for a game set in this period. And, you know, another group of people asking for this location. And you want to just get them all out there. But they're basically telling me they're throwing everything they can against the wall because nothing is working for them right now. So, or at least it's not, they're not where they want to be with their game lineup. And they're, they don't interest me at all with that method. Like, I don't want to play any of this. You know, I may play some of the past Assassin's Creed games. Maybe I'll pick up Odyssey. Never Valhalla, because that game sounds like it takes too fucking long to beat. But with their strategy with Assassin's Creed of just pitch everything you got at the ceiling fan and see, you know, how much can hit. No, I don't want to do that. And again, like, why am I going to go play a game set in Feudal Japan when I just got through playing? Like, I went back and I played Iki Island. I played the DLC, you know, more great content from Goshishima. I played the Legends, uh, the Rivals, you know, game, which they added somewhat recently, you know, after the initial release of Legends, where you have two-on-two and, you know, you're essentially going through waves of enemies and, you know, as you go on and you defeat enemies, you're earning, like, the spirit energy, which you can use to buy um things to basically fuck with your opponents so you're the other team you're competing against you want to get to the end of your ways before they get to the end of theirs and you can buy like demon beasts or fire gods or all this stuff to to screw up their progression so you've got a game that has fun multiplayer a great single player why why do i want to play codename red and why do i care about a stripped down version of assassin's creed and mirage that goes back to a gameplay style that is more than a decade old and it's all linked by this system where you're clearly going to build people for money. So, like, what about this sounds good to anybody who likes Assassin's Creed? Who, the, like, I agree that turning Assassin's Creed into a platform instead of, like, a yearly release could be a very good idea. But the way they're doing it just sounds terrible. And it sounds like they're just going to try to put their hands in their wall in your wallet as many times as they can and call it Assassin's Creed. Like, even if one is set, even if one is $20 less than MSRP, you're still trying to get me to buy 7,000 Assassin's Creed. Okay. I, I want to clarify some things here because I uh, I want to just be clear about all the information. What it sounds oh, You were clear. You were clear. What it sounds like to me is that uh, Mirage is going to be a mainline story and that they're going to release uh, the action-adventure type games and then anything that's the open world RPG based is going to be under the Infinity banner. So, Mirage is not part of Infinity. That's not going to be linked by that. That to me, the way this sounds is that they're going to release the action adventure games like Mirage separately, and then anything that's open world RPG is going to be linked together under the code name Infinity. So I don't know how that's going to be moved forward. That, I mean, that's just personally how it sounded to me. That doesn't invalidate anything Alex just said. I just want to be clear about the information. No, because whoever said it earlier, whether it was JT or you or it was Shield, they look at Call of Duty and they're like, that looks nice. Let's just cram Assassin's Creed to that box. And that's essentially what they're doing. Oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah, credit to you, JT, because you're right. This is bullshit. No, people who like Assassin's Creed... This is not what you can want if you like Assassin's Creed. I don't come off of playing Origins, you know, after dipping out of the series for 10 years, come back to Origins and having a good experience with Origins. You know, I don't hear this and be like, my God, they're on the right track with Assassin's Creed. I'm like, the, the wheels are off the card and they're just a runaway train and they're just like putting hand in people's purses as they go down the, down the hill. I mean, to, to be fair, I mean, if you want to compare Assassin's Creed to Call of Duty, 
you could basically say like uh, Mirage is them coming out with their Call of Duty games every year, and the Infinity is basically what they're doing with Warzone, where like this is our ongoing platform. This is you know, and we're just gonna keep updating this. So they're basically doing the same thing. Yeah, but they could also. I think the the one thing that Ubisoft is doing different with with Assassin's Creed is they're adding one more thing, which is the mobile game. So they could be adding one mobile game as well. I mean, they might not, but like they got they got more zone on the on the cell phones. Yeah, but um, I'm talking about like their own separate mobile thing, like something that isn't coming out. Because didn't you say that this was only mobile? Like the the Assassin's Creed mobile game was just mobile. It wasn't. Co- you didn't say it was coming out on uh, on the other consoles. No, the code was- code name Jade is their mobile game. Yeah, so like, there's the difference. I don't know. Uh, let's move on. But before we do, we have to throw it across the pond to our main man, Sid. Hello again, my friends. Sid is back with yet another Sophie's Trophies. Um, Once again, guys, I have to say, my little dude Callum is in the room with me, so you may hear some some baby noises. Um, This one. Okay, it's going to be The Last of Us Part 1. Now, I know there's a lot of controversy with this game. My personal opinion is... They, they can remake what the hell they like. You know, they've done a good job with this. Um, I don't think the AI is as improved as I thought it would be. But apart from that, I can't see anything wrong with this game. It's still The Last of Us, but the animations are smoother. Uh, it looks a hell of a lot better. Um, you know, so that's my opinion. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Is it worth 70 Not sure. Not sure I would pay 70 for it. Um, which brings me to the next part of my thing. There has been um, some correspondence going on about as to how I'm getting so many platinum trophies. Um, and I have to say, it's Tricky's fault. Um, but in a good way. Because he has very kindly allowed me use of his accounts. Um, mainly to give me things to talk about uh, for Sophie's trophies. Because... If you're doing this every week, guys, it becomes very difficult to find a game to chat about. Um, And I was getting a bit flustered. So Tricky kindly said, you know what? Use my accounts. And then he said, any of the big games I get, i.e. The Last of Us, like this one, he said, feel free to play them. So, you know, big shout out to Tricky. You know, without him, I wouldn't have these games to play. I wouldn't have things to talk about or not as much to talk about. So, that being said, guys, let's go through these trophies. Um, the list is a lot better than what it used to be. I think Naughty Dog have improved. Um, so, yep, yeah, let's go for it. So, as always, Platinum Trophy, guys, it can't be for nothing. And as usual, that is forgetting all of the trophies. Then we have No Matter What, which is complete part one. Then we have Don't Go, which is complete left behind, which has also been remastered, redone, whatever you want to call it. Look for the light. Find all Firefly 
pendants or firefly pendants. Um, these are all over the game world, guys. There are um, checkpoints and things, and it does tell you in the menus what you found and where you found them. Or not where you found them, what you found in what chapter and things. So looking back for stuff is uh, not too difficult. Endure and survive. Collect all comics. These are for Ellie. Um, she's an avid comic reader, so you need to find those for her. Chronicles. Find all notes and artifacts. Um, so again, there are checklists, kind of, or they tell you where they, what chapters you've missed things in. So, you know. Then we have getting to know you. Engage in all optional conversations. This one, guys, a little speech bubble will appear. Press triangle to talk to your character's partner, uh, be it Ellie or Trish or whoever. Um, these are missable. I think most of these are missable. That's all I got. Survive all of Ellie's jokes. So these are, I think, kind of like the optional conversations, guys. You, you press triangle and Ellie will tell you a joke at certain situations. Something to fight for. Find all training manuals. Okay, so these give you... Um, God, what are they? They like give you sort of extra help on your items, like your. Um, I am so sorry, guys. I'm blanking. Your first aid kits. So, say you have a first aid kit and you find the training manual for the first aid kit. That first aid kit will then do thirty percent more healing. So that's the kind of thing they do. So as you're going around, find them. I have found one of those so far, guys, and I'm at sixteen percent. So there you go. Combat ready. Fully upgrade a weapon. You will find benches as you go around and you will use the scrap that you find to upgrade your weapon. But you also need to find tools to get you up to level 3. There might be a level 4, I cannot remember. Um, so you need to do that um, and upgrade one of them. Just upgrade the revolver, guys, if you need to. Uh, cheapest one so that's probably going to be the easiest i think it takes about 250 scrap to upgrade the revolver break into every locked door using shivs now shivs you make or find in the game world they are very limited and um, there are a few doors around the game that require the use of a shiv to open now shivs are a good way of killing clickers so you need to make your decision. Do you want to open a door or do you want to kill a clicker? Prepared for the worst. Find all workbenches. Like I say, these are where you upgrade your tools. So you need to find those. Open all safes. So each safe has a code. The code is around the general vicinity. It could be a letter you've picked up. It could be spray painted somewhere. So... Good luck finding those, but they're not too bad. Or you could just look on Google. Because you don't actually have to see the note to open the safe. So if you look on Google, that will tell you. Sharpest tool in the shed. Find all workbench tools. That's what I was talking about to upgrade your weapons. You need to find those to be able to upgrade your weapons fully. Okay, and this one. Build them up, break them down. Upgrade and then break one of every melee weapon. I think there are five types. Uh, you have 
uh, a bat, you have a piece of wood, you have a metal bar, you have a hatchet, and you have a machete, I think. Um, so you need to use your scrap to and tape or whatever to upgrade your weapon to one of like put spikes on it effectively and then hit somebody with it till it breaks do that with each one of those and there you go fallen firefly find a firefly pendant simple self-help find one training manual savage starlight fan find a comet comet comic geared up craft every item so there's six or seven items that you can craft throughout the game. You'll get the ability to do this as you play uh, more and more. Just craft one of every type. In memor memoriam, pick up Frank's note after it's discarded, um, which is something I didn't do and I should have done because I'm an idiot. So when you meet Bill, you find a note from his ex-partner Frank. Um, so once Bill has read that note, he throws it away and you can pick it up. And I should have done that, but because I'm an idiot, I didn't. Lights out. While in stealth, turn off the spotlight generator in Pittsburgh. So this, this area, guys, you've got to get through a certain section, um, to turn off the light without being spotted. You can reload the checkpoint to do it. Ride the sewer contraption with Henry and Sam. Simple as it sounds. Ride the sewer contraption. Leave Ellie hanging after a job well done. So this is in the dam section. Um, so as you're going through the dam section, you will do certain things. And eventually you'll come to a point where Ellie says, high five. So ignore her and be a twat. <laughs> Pet Buckley the dog. Again, this is in the dam section. When you see the dog, go over to him, give him a nice pet. Nobody's perfect. Play the Jack X game in Left Behind. So in the arcade, play the game. Brickmaster, win the brick throwing contest. So you have to aim bricks at a car uh, while your friend, I forget her name, um, she's doing the same and you have to break all the windows in your car before she breaks all the windows in hers. Um, again, if you do it wrong or you don't think you're going to win, just reload the checkpoint. Defeat Black Fang without getting hit. Um, this one again is in Left Behind. I'm not actually 100% sure about this one, guys, because I didn't play through all of Left Behind. So I'm going to bow out and say I'm a bit of an idiot for this one. Skills. Win the water gun fight. So you and your friend, you have a water gun each and you have to run around and beat her in the water gun fight. And the last trophy on the list, use bricks or bottles to lure an infected into attacking a human. This is easiest done in Left Behind um, where there is a section in the mall where humans and clickers and the like are all hanging around together. Not doing much. But uh, if you throw something into the middle of them, they will all come together and start dancing. It's very pretty. Very nice. But um, yeah, that is it. Um, left Behind. No, Last of Us Part 1. Whether you like the idea of the remake or not, the game is still great. You know, Abby and Jill's 
Abby. Abby's my sister. Oh. Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> Ellie and Joel's journey across America. Um, they take the scenic route. Uh, so, yeah. After those monumental cock-ups in speech, I'm going to leave you, and I will talk to you soon, guys. Keep getting those trophies. Mm. Bye. All right, we're back. I uh, just want to touch base. The trophy that uh, Sid was talking about, where you get to throw something in uh, for the clickers and the guys to fight each other. There's two sections. Uh, the first section, uh, I threw a brick into the middle of them, and it took like two minutes for the trophy to pop because it's not actually you have to get them to fight. You have to wait until a clicker kills one of the hunters or the hunter kills a clicker. So one of the characters has to die before that trophy will actually pop. So just heads up on that. Let's get back into this. Now, I have two articles for the topic of the week. We're not actually going to read the uh, the articles. We're just going to have the conversation. Um, as you guys know, Microsoft is in the process of purchasing Activation Blizzard. And there was a lot of controversy of – or not controversy, but there was a lot of talk about whether or not uh, – Microsoft would allow Call of Duty games to stay on the PlayStation. Uh, so initially they said that they have no plans to remove it. Uh, a recent story has come out saying that uh, Microsoft has only offered Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty being on PlayStation, the proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take the amount of impact of our gamers we want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience, and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. That was a quote from Jim Ryan. Uh, that's coming from the fact that a story came out saying that uh, Phil Spencer said that Call of Duty will only be on PlayStation for at least uh, three more years after the contract ends. Now, before we go into this conversation and fully dive into it, I want to call into question the wording of the statement uh, because a lot of people heard seven years, a lot of people heard 30 years. Are, you know, we're under the impression that uh, Microsoft would never pull Call of Duty off of PlayStation. But if you listen to the wordings, and I'm going to read it again, uh, it says Microsoft has only offered Call of Duty to remain on the PlayStation for three years after the current agreement ends between Activision and Sony. Now, a lot of people are hearing, oh, Call of Duty is only going to be on for three more years. The way I'm reading that, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, this is saying that they're committed to keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation for three years after their deal ends, and we don't know when that deal ends. That could be next year. That could be 10 years from now. We don't know that. Jim Ryan is calling out Microsoft for, for pulling Call of Duty off of PlayStation and he feels like that is a big major loss to the Sony platform. So, with that being said, I'm going to open up the floor, and there's going to be other points I'm going to bring into this conversation. But just on that right there, because uh, Jim Ryan is calling Spencer's offer, uh, quote, inadequate. Alex, we'll start with you, sir. Uh, well, it's my, it, when the deal goes through, it's Microsoft's property, so they can do whatever they want with it. And I'm honestly t- – I know that Call of Duty generates a lot of money, but I am tired of people – being like Call of Duty is this giant titan and the rest of the video game industry isn't enough to stand up like it's like the only fucking game that matters in the industry when there's so many good games and so many important games that come out every year I'm tired of everyone like acting like Call of Duty is like this linchpin and if you know I mean this is I mean this is Sony 
acting like if they pull that pin and they don't have access to Call of Duty, then they're going to fall the fuck apart. It's ridiculous. But Microsoft doesn't have to pull Call of Duty off of PlayStation. All they got to do is offer it for free on Game Pass. That's all you got to do. And you're offering the better experience or the cheaper experience on your services. And that'll convert some people over to your services instead of them playing on the PlayStation. And that's all you got to do. They'll still make money off of what are, you know happens on the PlayStation, but they have the better experience on Game Pass. And yeah, and, and this can always be renewed. They can always extend this. But Jim Ryan acting like the world has fallen because they may not have access to Call of Duty is fucking bullshit. Like, get a, come on. It's a game. It's one game series. Well, it's more than one game. I mean, they got Warzone and all this other stuff, which, I mean, they could always keep Warzone on multiple consoles and then make other mainline Call of Duty games exclusive to the Xbox. But again, I'm tired of Sony acting and wailing like their entire business model is completely dependent on on Call of Duty. Get out of here. This game series is not that important. Get out of here. I'm going to. I'll just interject here because Alex, you kind of touched on it already. The next article was saying that Call of Duty will become part of Xbox Game Pass, but it's going to launch on PlayStation on the same exact day. So they're already uh, confirming that Call of Duty is going to be part of Game Pass. Everything they own, every new game that comes, Starfield will be on Game Pass day one. You don't even have to confirm, like, that's just going to happen. Every single game, Halo Infinite, Forza, Psychonauts 2, all these games were free day one, and all of the games going forward will be free day one on Game Pass, because anything owned by Microsoft will appear on Game Pass. You know, you don't even need to confirm it. That's just what's going to happen. JT? Um, so for me personally, it doesn't affect me because I have everything. But um, I personally... I, I, I mean, again, it's it's going to be my like Alex said, it's going to be Microsoft's IP, so they can do whatever they want with it. But um, they are upholding the the previous agreements, whether it be two years, five years, ten years. We don't know how many is it, did they say how many years it was going to be. Initially, Microsoft said that they weren't going to pull it off. Then a story came out saying that it's going to be on PlayStation for at least seven more years. The recent story is that uh, Phil Spencer said it's going to be on for at least three more years after the contract ends, which I I just look at the wording of that, and that doesn't say it's only going to be there for three years. To me, that wording says after the contract ends, we're, we're committed to making it three more years after that. Well, the way I look at it is it's it's going to be theirs. So it the moment that contract is up, it's up to them. However, I will say that Microsoft does lose a lot of money if they just take it off PlayStation. Like they just yoink it. They say you can't have this anymore. They lose a lot more. They lose a lot of money. Well, to me, they're losing all their money because if they yank it off PlayStation and it's going to be a part of Game Pass. They're making no money on the sale of Call of Duty. That's yeah. So like that, it, that doesn't make uh, sense to me. At all. That makes no sense. But I, I do believe that it's theirs. They can do whatever they want, but even if it doesn't make sense. But I do believe that they will eventually. That that I do believe it'll be on there for a while. So uh, yield. I mean, we've said this when they first started 
the process of buying Activision that it's their property now. They can do with it whatever they want, like it or not. So, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, you can be upset, but at the same time, if you love it that much, then switch. I mean, it's, it's their property. They don't have to make it a multi, multi-platform. They can make it a console exclusive. So, it, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. At the same time, uh, that comment, well, I mean, it, it also seems like that Jim Ryan wasn't going to make a comment until he was just going to keep things behind closed doors. And then supposedly Phil Spencer's comment went viral, and then he's like, okay, well, this is our response. But it, it almost feels like he's saying that, oh, if we lose Call of Duty, oh, woe is us. I mean, I know you don't want to be like, kind of screw you to the gamers, but at the same time, I think Sony will be fine if they lose Call of Duty. I mean, everybody already knows that Microsoft has the better uh, server infrastructure than Sony does. It's better to play those kind of, com- uh, not combative, but... Um, online. On- yeah, it's better to play those type of online games through Microsoft. Everybody knows that. So, I, I don't know. Maybe because I don't have a pony in a race, I really don't care. All right. Well, the other, the other part of this that I want to bring into it. Uh, first, uh, Matchy says he believes my interpretation of the statement is correct. But Matchy says Sony doesn't like it when someone can outspend them for exclusivity. And see, that's the other point that I was going to bring up in this conversation is that a lot of people are calling Sony and especially Jim Ryan a big crybaby because how long did Sony... Uh, keep their games exclusive and not allow it to go to Xbox. But until recently, and I'm not throwing shade, Microsoft really didn't have any in-game studios to make the exclusive games. Yeah, they only had five. Yeah, Sony for the longest time was making their games in-house and releasing it for exclusivity on their system. This is... Microsoft is just jumping in the game now with making their games quote-unquote exclusive. I mean, don't get me wrong. They had Halo, they have Gears of War, stuff like that. But Microsoft moved away from that in the exclusive rights, so to speak, when they said that all games are going to come to PC as well. And from now on, all games are going to come to PC. So for the longest time, you know, we didn't have an access to Gears of War and Halo until unless we owned an Xbox. But in that same time frame, we were, Sony was releasing... Infamous, God of War, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Jack and Daxter, the the list goes on. Like Uncharted. Call of Duty is a powerhouse. Let let's just not, you know, let let's let's not even like pretend like we don't understand that. And if it was yanked off a of PlayStation, yeah, it's going to do a major blow to Sony. But as Alex said, Sony will survive. Maggie in the chat says Sony paid for third party exclusivity, and when they couldn't, they paid for exclusive content, i.e., dist- uh, Destiny weapons and exclusive strike. I mean, yes, Sony did they, but let's also not forget, didn't Microsoft pay for a year exclusivity for the, uh, the Tomb Raider sequel? They did. Yes, they did. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just Sony doing this. This is Microsoft do you know does did it as well, but. 
I, I, I'm not gonna say like I agree with Jim. They Rice had to rely on a on a second party um, deals since they didn't really have the exclusive the 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 first party studios to pump out exclusives. So they they had to rely on people like Square Enix and all those other companies like like uh, Bandai and Capcom and all them. Otherwise, they would be long gone. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to defend Jim Ryan and what he said, because I think that, you know, him coming out that actually weakens Sony's stance. Like, it, it's making... He sounds like a crybaby. You can, you can call it what it is. He sounds like a crybaby. Yes, it's called... Uh, he's going to make a little crybaby. But that doesn't mean he's wrong, though. Let's be real. Well, you, 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 don't, you don't have to be wrong to be a crybaby, though. Look, look at Nintendo. You may say that Nintendo is in their own world doing their own things, but they attract people to their console, and they're still very successful based on the specific games, the exclusives that they co- they make from their first party studios. Sony can do the exact same thing. And do we real? Are we really expected to believe that more people play Call of Duty on PlayStation than on Xbox? Yes, they do. They do. It's, is that is that simply because there's evidence, more PlayStation? Evidence to the contrary that PlayStation has more sales. Yeah. As because of the exclusive the exclusive content, probably, but yeah, they they there are more people. No, 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 cause, PlayStation. no, because even when Microsoft had the uh, exclusive content for Call of Duty, the, uh, it was still being played more on PlayStation than it was on the Xbox. You mean the 360? Uh it was it the 360 days. Yeah, the, that's when the, those were the only days where they had that right, and I believe that the 360 had more player base i i I think you're wrong i don't have i don't know how to google that so i can't confirm it there were less playstation 3s in the wild until the end and then playstation 3 yeah but that that end the that happened when the next generation was out and nobody counts that all right Uh, it's already the, the the next generation it's already the current generation ps4 playstation 3 is pretty much not talked about anymore. All right, so Alex, I'm sorry. Uh, you were making a point. Look, Microsoft has more money to spend than Sony. We know that. They just have a ton of money, and if they want to buy uh, – if they would be allowed to, they could buy EA today, and they could handle it. Sony can't. And yeah, that sucks. But Jim Ryan come out of here whining about all this and making the company look worse, you know, plan – make smart purchases. You're, you're building – you know, they bought Savage Game Studios. They're working on mobile stuff. They've got support studios for their big studios. They bought Bungie, which they are keeping multi-platform, all their games going forward. So they're they're filling holes in their strategy, and they're, they're overall getting a better business strategy. But you can't stop Microsoft from doing what they're going to do. All you can do is worry about what your business model is and the studios that you have. So do that. Sony's been successful for those reasons. So continue to do that, and if, if Call of Duty goes away... That's not your call. It's Microsoft. Stop whining about though and acting like Call of Duty is the only video game that matters in this world when you have a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, a new IP that sells over 20 million copies. So stop coming out here and crying, Jim Ryan. Did it sell over 20 million? It did. All right. Uh, but like he he's pretty much also pretty much just said out of the blue, like with this statement, I don't believe in my first party. Because Call of Duty is everything. <laughs> if you if you if you want to take it in that interpretation, that's that's another thing he pretty much you can interpret it as that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 
You could like he pretty much just said like, um, don't take God Call of Duty for God us, of War, please. God of War, God of War Ragnarok is nothing to Call of Duty. Call of Duty is everything, but like, it's like he has no faith. Uh, but if he really wants to, um, like, just make a first-person shooter, man. Like, if you really are that deprived, then make a first-person shooter that can rival and don't fail like Killzone did. They have they have Bungie and they have Destiny now. With Destiny, from what I have read, when it comes to revenue, grosses the second amount. Like for a shooter, it grosses the second amount of revenue behind Call of Duty. So you've already yeah, got the, the number two. The only reason two. why that it's like that is because it's cross-platform. But still, I mean, you have that, and and and, and the reason that Microsoft and Call of Duty, like the reason the way it is for them, is because that's also cross-platform. So I mean, they're they're both multi-platform. So I mean, they already have a shooter. They don't need to worry about. Bungie is the shooter studio. They did Halo. They did Destiny. So Sony doesn't need to make another shooter. They can just let Bungie handle that. But I just Sony just cr- like crying over spilled milk over this entire thing. Like it just annoys me because it doesn't recognize where your strengths are and where your strength in your business. It just focuses on what your uh, your rival at Microsoft is doing. And you can't do – if they want to buy something, they're going to. And then all the trade commissions are, around the world are going to decide whether it's going to go through, yay or nay. You can't do anything about that. So just worry about your business model and stop crying. Okay, hold, Alex, hold, hold, hold on a second, JT. Wait. Hold on a second, JT. Okay. Uh, I just looked it up. So uh, an article coming from uh, GameRant.com has listed the top 16 – yeah, uh, the 16 Call of Duty games and the top 12 – have all sold over 10 million copies. Uh, just I'm going to run through this real quick. Infinite Warfare sold 13.6 million. Black Ops 4 sold 14.3 million. World at War sold 15.02. Modern, War- uh, Modern Warfare Call of Duty 4 sold 17.28 million. World War 2 sold 19.82 million. Advanced Warfare sold uh, 21.76 million. Modern Warfare 2 sold 25.02 million. Black Ops 3 sold 26.72 million. Ghost sold 28.98 million. Black Ghost. Ops 2 sold 29.59 million. Modern Warfare 3 sold 30.71 million. And the best selling Call of Duty games is Black Ops, which sold 30.72 million. So, no Call of Duty 2 or 3? Well, uh, I didn't list the other four. If you want me to list the other four, uh, Call of Duty 3 sold 7.2 million. Call of Duty 2 sold 5.9. Uh, Cold War sold 5.7. Uh, it, it's, that says within its first month. I don't know if that's a, a, a official number. And the worst selling game of all time was the original Call of Duty, which only sold 4.5 million, which is still not a, you know, nothing to shake a stick at. All these f- sales figures are across the consoles. This isn't like PlayStation sales or Xbox sales. This is everything combined. Alex, um, so Jim Ryan, so I I don't think you know this, but the casual gamer isn't someone who buys the first party. It's someone who buys Call of Duty, Madden, like they only buy one game. (laughs) That's all they do. That's all they do. That's, That's literally 
most gamers on the PlayStation and Xbox. They they buy one game and that is it. And um and basically they they're worried that and, and it is also rightfully so. They're they're worried that um uh Microsoft is going to take all of those casual gamers that are making the money. Uh, Maggie says, Crying Ryan is speaking under the guise of hurting their players, but it comes more off as a big whiny baby. Yeah, when both of these companies have done numerous things to keep certain games and certain content off of the other's platform, you can't cry about this. Like, this has all been part of Sony and Microsoft's strategy for generations now. So... Stop crying about it. You have paid money to keep content, at least for a time, off of Microsoft console, and they have done the same to Sony. So you doing this now and crying about it makes you look bad because this is this is the video. This is where we've been for years now. All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, I, I and I'm very sorry, but I did this out of order. But we still have to do. Time to check my <laughs> social media. Yeah. Uh, for the Facebook chat. Sid wants to know, how you doing, JT? I am doing good. I just moved into my new uh, apartment. I mean, cottage. It's not an apartment. It's pretty big. It's two stories. It has a, a uh, the the bedrooms in the basement. So I've been living in the the first floor, which is the dining room and living room area, because we're I I can't move in on into the bedroom until the people who do the carpet lay it out. Like come in and install the carpet, um. So it's it's doing good. I'm I'm learning how to live on my own because I I've been living in my parents' house for a really long time. So it's about time. So you were the you were the stereotypical gamer living in your parents' basement. Well, no, <laughs> I had a full time job. Like I could have I could have moved out. Uh, but like with all the things, like I was supposed to move out in 2019, but. Uh, the end of 2019 but that's when covid happened and that's when like st- like that type of market started crashing and i was like i'm not moving out now i gotta wait all right and the other question is coming from our twitch chat coming from matt g uh i just lost it where the hell oh okay he says when do you guys think we're getting a ps5 slim alex what's up with you sir Ugh. I mean, I guess the trajectory has been kind of thrown off because they uh, they haven't been able to get as many PS5s out as they want. I mean, usually it's kind of, what, three, four years in? I would say halfway through the life cycle. At the, at, from, for this generation, I would say halfway through, you know, maybe 40% of the way in, you know, four years, we'll get a, a slim version. Yeah, four, we're, five two years. Year, we're two years in now. Yield, what about you? When do you think we're getting a slim? All right, then, then I'll say four years. I'm saying three to four years from now. Four years from now? Oh, okay. JT? All right, all right. They, the question isn't when are we getting a slim. The question is when are they going to roast us for the 8K Pro? <laughs> that That's a fair question, too. <laughs> uh, when they do come out with the next version of the PS5, I really hope they put the optical drive back into it. Uh, I, I just hope that we're able to use. I, I hope that they allow us to use like external, like um, external NVMe drives or something. 
censorship because like the way we have to put in the the hard drives now it's just obnoxious yeah but that's no it's, different than what we had to do on the previous consoles you had to open it up put well it in. no 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 you could you, you could put in an ex- you could you could plug in an external like uh hard drive on your ps4 um and xbox you didn't have to go in you, you can't yeah you could always you, you could have always used an external but to change the hard drive in the inside you've always had yeah to you had to go up. in yeah. obviously but um why would you do that if you could just buy an external I, my I, point. I think they're more worried about the games running smoothly with the ps5 games because they're so big and whatnot that they're right they're, right they're worried about you using the right technology, then you go out and buy, you know, because people are going to try to find the cheapest external drive, and it may not be able to run their games as smoothly, which would reflect bad on them. <laughs> that would be awkward. Um, so, uh, my a- my answer for his question, which I didn't answer, uh, I just went with another question. Um, I- I'd say like three to four years. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to see them in uh, 2024, 2025. But I wouldn't be surprised if we also got a pro version. I think we'll, I'll get, I think we'll get the pro version before we get the slim, though. Yeah, I, I think so too. Because they got they, they're going to roast us for money tr- like that. That's something like this show is over, officially over two hours, and Alex hates editing shows over two hours. So I'm going to close this up. Let's do some shoutouts. We could make it five hours. No, you you talk to Alex <laughs> and yield about that. <laughs> You, uh, you and Tricky can hang out. We're 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 taking off. Uh, how about how about that twenty four hour show for uh, for extra life? No, yield your shout out, sir. Uh shout out to JT for coming all night. Shout out to Ale- uh, Alex and Tricky for recording. Uh, shout out to everyone who was hanging out in Twitch chat tonight. Matt G Nitro, uh, and. Uh, as always, shout out to the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Thank you for downloading, listening, interacting, hanging out with us. Shout out to my fantasy football team for going one and zero start the year. That's it. Uh, JC, your shout out, sir. Shout out to the to the um, to you guys for having me on. Thank you. Uh, shout out to all of the community. It's always great to chat with you guys, especially. When it crosses with uh, the Loop Bros as well, that both communities are fun, um, and uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Alex, give a shout out to the community, the listeners, the fuel to the fire. The trivia whores are our heartbeat. Uh, people like Matt, people like Nitro, even people like JT. Um, thank you all for continuing to push us onward and upward as we get closer to another milestone. We're getting getting close to to five fifty here. Give a Jesus, oh my God! Keep know, on forgetting. I say that I say that every morning. I got to go to work, um, like most people <laughs> probably. But um, yeah, thank you all. Uh, give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield for recording tonight. A shout out to JT for coming on and having a good time with us as, a, as he always does. Shout out to my Kentucky Wildcats, which I mentioned. Our football team went into the swamp and beat the Florida Gators. Twelve, twelve ranked Suck Gators. It, SEC. Yeah, we're we were ranked number twenty, and we're going to go up after beating the, the number twelve team in the nation. I think, uh, and a shout out to Konami, who you know got a shout out for, or, or at least got some love for me for the Cowboy Collection and the Castlevania Anniversary Collection is is also very good. You know, 
I talked about a lot of the frustration with Castlevania, but let's be real, fighting classic monsters like demons and death and vampire bats and mummies and Frankenstein's monster, like it's all super cool. And to see how like all the monsters that they've, you know, crammed into these games over the years, it's especially into Symphony of the Night, which unfortunately is not part of this collection, but um it's it's just fun to fight the monsters. Even if it is kind of like a war of attrition where you're just mashing the buttons to try to take off the health as fast as you can before they kill you. Um, and then, you know, it's all worth it once you, like, get to castle or to Dracula's lair. Because you've gone through the castle, and then you take those steps upward towards his lair. You got the crescent moon in the background. A nice little picturesque scene before you go fight him. It's fantastic. I love Castlevania. So, uh, and last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my awesome and loving girlfriend, Ashley, who, like I said... Uh, beat takes it takes two with me there was some frustration you know when you got two people who don't typically play the same style of games i love platformers ashley's not big on platformers you know there can be some headbutting but we got through it we had a lot of fun we enjoyed that game and if you didn't see it like i said we've i've got i posted a um a bunch of pictures like 30 something pictures from our adventure some of our favorite pictures in the trip horse facebook page please go look at that and uh you know even you know without context it's not really going to be any story spoilers because that game is just so wacky here there and everywhere you know, you can't nail it down. But, uh, yeah, shout out to, to everyone, especially to Ashley. So. I'm going to forego my normal shout outs in lieu of just saying that today marks the 21st anniversary of 9-11. Uh, and my heart and prayers go out to everybody that was affected 21 years ago. Uh, as a New Yorker, um, I was not in the city when it, it happened, but I got very homesick and came back to New York. Um, so my hearts and prayers goes out to everybody that was affected that day. It's a day that I will never forget, and uh, I cherish every year to uh, remember their memories. Uh, I did have some people that I lost on 9-11, um, and with that, if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. See ya. Later. Bye. song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines.